Hey, let's just take a minute. Would you close your eyes for a minute and uh, let's just pause and linger in the presence of God for a moment. Thank you, Lord. Lord, you said, come to seek your face. We're here to, to worship our God who we love. We want to say thank you for your grace, your mercy, your initiative, your rescue, your kindness, your goodness, God, your, your healing, your provision. God, thank you. Thank you for bringing us into your kingdom. Thank you for standing with us. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your love. Lord, we want that when you uh, are searching through the earth for those whose hearts would be inclined to you, that you would find that right here, Lord, that we would be that house that brings worship and honor to you. So, Father, tonight we come and thank you, Lord. Thank you for the privilege to, to love you. Thank you for the privilege to serve you. Thank you for the privilege to literally make a difference in someone else's eternity. God, thank you for giving us lives that matter, giving us purpose. Uh, Father, we just come before you with worship tonight. We say thank you. Thank you, Lord. Somebody just say thank you. Come on, let's clap our hands. Let's say thank you to the Lord. Amen. 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 Give somebody a big hug. You can be seated. Thank you so much. Thanks, Sean. All right. Thank you guys for coming out. Everybody feel good? Awesome. Heart for the house. Um, I am. I am. I, I am a bound and determined person, uh, and um, and that may be one of the qualities that uh, Jesus put in me. Uh, and uh, and I am bound and determined that uh, this meeting will um, will grow in our church. And I just think it's so very important that we are in sync and that we are in step and that we are all pulling in the same direction together. Uh, and I realize the ask for time is such a big ask. Um, and so I'm, uh, I'm praying for this meeting and I'm, uh, you know, I definitely am of the mindset that uh, when the horse is dead, dismount. Uh, you know, so there's been lots of things that we have just said, okay, we're done with that, or there's no life on that anymore. But uh, I just think this meeting is, is so vital and so important uh, for our house. Because the truth is, you, you guys know the 2080 principle, or even sometimes the 1090 principle, but the truth is, most of what happens around our church is happening through about 20%, you know, maybe 30% of our church. So, uh, it's the soul of our church. And if the soul of our church, if the heart of our church uh, gets it, then, uh, then we'll be a good, strong, healthy church. Now, I'm still idealistic enough to wish that everybody would get it, 
and I'm still going to reach for everybody to get it. Uh, you know, I am. I, I just, I am. I would like to see everybody in our church at Heart for the House. I'd also like to see everybody at, in our church at church, but uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole nother, uh, uh, that's another big ask, isn't it? Yeah, 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 we pray for miracles. So, so my, my, my thoughts for tonight um, are really built around the, the idea of push, refresh, uh, push, refresh. And what's been living in me um, over the past little bit is, you know, we've, we've, we've thrown out the idea that our church is uh, celebrating 30 years this year, and uh, we're just making a, a, a big year out of it and celebrating it. But um, I got to thinking that, that I, I would rather be 30 years fresh than 30 years old. And, and I, um, I remember when we were turning 20 that I was concerned that, that, that we would start to get kind of, you know, stiff and crotchety as a church. or Crotchety, that's not a good word, is it? I need a better word than that. <laughs> but... Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, I just really, I really feel um, like I feel that the Holy Spirit wants to push refresh for us in, uh, in, in all arenas of our life. And, and I, I think that um, churches that don't push refresh uh, become irrelevant. Um, and I think I, the truth is, you know, when I look like, when I go, anybody go to the Asheville Mall? Ever, but you know when I, it's just freaks. It always freaks me out when I pull up to the Asheville Mall now, and I go in that back way, and it's like what used to be Sears is not. Ain't, it, in New Orleans, we have this little saying, "Ain't there no more," right? So it's like there's all this stuff in New Orleans that ain't there no more. So so when I drive and I see Sears, and I, I realize ain't there no more. Uh, and, and it's tragic. I mean, when you think about Sears, you know, Sears had Craftsman Tools, which is like a major thing, uh, Kenmore Appliances, uh, you know, designer clothes. Well, not necessarily that. But, uh, but you know, Sears, uh, I mean, Sears was like a staple in the American world and economy and, and the way people bought and purchased things. And I remember... Uh, anybody ever remember getting Sears catalogs? And come on, come on, some of you don't want to raise your hand, but yeah, yeah some of you go, oh yeah, I found one of those at a yard sale. Uh, but um, but uh, Sears, um, Sears quit pushing refresh, and they're just they're closing left and right, and and eventually they're just they're going to be gone, you know. Uh, Kmart pushing refresh, and now you see Kmart's closing left and right all over the place. They sell the same kind of stuff as a Walmart, but Walmart's doing fine because they keep pushing refresh, and, uh, you know, Kmart didn't do it. Uh, you know, so uh, Kodak Film uh, stopped pushing refresh, uh, and, and I mean, I could go on and on and name different companies uh, that have that quit pushing refresh. Circus City, right? Justin Clark, 
Circuit City. Uh, Justin used to be a manager uh, with Circuit City, and, and now they're out of business. No connection whatsoever, I assure you. But uh, he's not even listening. He's back there having a chat with somebody, but that's all right. Yeah. Yeah, I hope you've enjoyed your job to this, to April 4th. Thank you. Yeah. You better push refresh. But, uh, but I, I just, I, you know, I want us to think about refresh because what, what I don't want is something that feels heavy-handed, uh, but what I do want is intentionality about this. So, so if you look up the word refresh, it, it means to give new strength or energy uh, or to reinvigorate uh, something. And uh, I looked up some of the synonyms for uh, refresh. I thought some of them were kind of cool. Reinvigorate, revitalize, revive, restore, brace, fortify, strengthen, give new strength to, enliven, perk up, stimulate, freshen, energize, exhilarate, reanimate, wake up, resuscitate. This is, this is a word I like. I don't think I've ever used this word before. Revivify. Come on, somebody say it with me. Revivify. Okay. Revivify. I like it. I don't know. That's gonna, my next 30 days of revivifying. Um, rejuvenate, regenerate, renew, uh, breathe new life into. And uh, I, think if, I, think if, I think if we're honest, uh, everybody needs to push refresh. Uh, in different arenas of life, push reset. Um, we tried to get Suzette in through Apple, um, the App Store, and, and we got a new password, new <laughs> whatever, needed the new th- something. Um, you know, I made a comment um, uh, in another meeting about how in the Old Testament, whenever there was a, a move back to God, because they were always falling away, there was always a sense of rebuilding um, that was part of it. And uh, a few years ago, I, I taught some messages about it's time to change your mind and about the, the word repent, uh, which literally means like get a new mental model. But, you know, I think all these words are important to reconsider or reframe Reevaluate, reset, restart, reboot, review, remix, reimagine, rethink, refine. Um, and so, uh, so Suzette and I've been married uh, be 38 years, right? This this year. And uh, yeah, uh, that's a long time to to be married. And uh, you know what? If you if you if you if you think that it just happens by accident, it doesn't. Uh, and there's times where you have to push refresh, right, reset, and you, you got to, you, you, you uh, so maybe your marriage is in a place that needs you to push refresh uh, on it. Uh, I think, I think often with, like, with our, the way we approach our health, uh, you know, whether it's our diet or uh, exercise or just the way we go about, I mean, sometimes you have to stop and go, oh my gosh, you know, I haven't, um, I've been eating terrible for months, weeks, years, 
whatever, and I got to push refresh in the way I think about this, or I got to get, get back into some kind of, just move this body around a little bit and, and uh, get my heart rate up some. Um, I, think it, I think it just happens. You know, d- your devotional life, occasionally you need to push refresh. And, uh, you know, you might have a, a pattern going, and that's good, but maybe you, you don't. And you, we all need to look at it and push refresh. Family life uh, can, can get scattered, can get crazy, can get wild, can get disconnected, and you have to push refresh. Uh, the way you handle your finances, sometimes it can just slip away and dissipate. And so what, what I realize is that uh, life happens, right? It's just, all of a sudden, it just, it just keeps moving on, and uh, busyness slips in, and uh, priorities start to shift, and you may not even realize they're shifting. Uh, things change, and I just think, I think, I think all of us have places in our life that we, we're, we're going to have to stop every once in a while and evaluate and push refresh, right? Um, so when it comes, when it comes to uh, our, our church, um, you know, I really feel like the values of our church have, are the same values that we've had for all the years that we've been in existence, really. But definitely, we have to and should be, as a church, changing our style and uh, changing our method, changing our approach, changing, you know, I mean, let's face it, some things just expire, you know, the way you do things. And there's just a sell-by date. There, there's just, that doesn't work uh, anymore. And I think it's easy to get stuck in a, in a style or a method or an approach. Um, and if anybody, like if Sears needed to push refresh or Kmart needed to push refresh or Circuit City needed to push refresh, definitely the church needs to push refresh, right? And uh, so I remember, like I, when I first got, when I gave my heart to Christ, uh, I'm, uh, I just turned 18 years old and I was in a little Assembly of God church, but uh, we were all just on fire for, uh, for trying to win people to Jesus. And we just, I mean, we really cared. And so we'd all, we'd literally, we, one, of the, one of the guys that was in our church that got saved around the same time uh, I did, he had this big kind of step van, and uh, he had super long hair, I mean like down to here hair, and uh, he, we, were, we, were just, we were just kind of radical about we wanted to win people to Jesus. And so um, we would go almost uh, on many, many Saturday mornings, we would just go find a neighborhood and just go knock on doors and, and to tell people about Jesus. And I don't know if you've ever done it, but if you've ever had a prayer life, you'll get one. Um, and uh, we'd just go knock on doors and, and try to talk to people about Jesus. And then, um, and then on, on Friday nights and sometimes on Saturday nights, we'd all go down to the French Quarter. And I don't know if you've ever been to the French Quarter, but the, but the French Quarter, the French Quarter on a Friday night down in the seedy section of it uh, makes Belle Cher look like kindergarten, I promise you. And 
<laughs> and we would we'd go down there and, uh, and hand out tracts and try to win people to Christ. And, um, you know, we just were, we just cared. Yeah, and just, I mean, there was something in us that just wanted, well, I, the truth is, like right now, there'd be no way you'd get me to go door to door because you're either going to get shot or pepper sprayed or <laughs> hornet spray in the face or something. Um, and and I, I honestly, I still have the same kind of passion uh, to see people get saved. And Suzette and I really share this passion to reach people for Christ. And, um, you know, now uh, I, that same value still burns inside of me and I think burns inside of a lot of our church, to be honest. And the, the value has stayed the same, but the, the method has changed, you know. And now here we, we work as a team, and Therese made a mention of it, but so far, we've had 134 people uh, respond to Christ this year. Um, and it's, a, you know, it, it's, we're in it. And, it. and it takes the whole team of atmosphere and worship team and taking care of the children. And, and children are, you know, giving their life to Christ. So I'm just, my point is, is that the values of, of Christianity, of being a Christian, of the values of worship and the values of prayer and the values of giving and the values of serving and the values of loving people. Uh, you know, those, those values, those don't change, right? But the style and the method and, and the ability to push refresh uh, has, to be, has to be happening. And I find that the pace to push refresh has sped up. Right, and I remember I had a um, I had a laptop for years that I loved. It was a it was a it was an Apple. It was a Mac. It was a MacBook Pro. And to be honest, it still it still runs. It still works fantastic. Uh, I probably had it 15 years, but I had to eventually uh, trade it in and not trade it in. But I still I still have it because I'm a pack rat. Uh, but I <laughs> I still have it. But the, the operating system on it had grown so out of date, I could, you couldn't load any programs that fit today. And so I think this idea of understanding the value of pushing refresh has got to be clear for us. So, um, so let, me, let me talk us in, or walk us into rather, uh, a couple of things. Um, Easter is coming up. We have two big dates in front of us uh, that, are, that are super important. Easter, which is April 21st, and then our Endeavor Spring Offering, which is coming up on May 5th. And let's talk about these for just a minute. It's one of the reasons we kind of pulled together on this date. Um, Easter, you know this, but I'm just going gonna, gonna to beat the nail again and again. Uh, Easter is literally one of our top opportunities to reach people for Christ. It's our Black Friday. It's, I mean, it's, it's probably as good or better than even our Christmas Eve opportunity. That people will, they'll just come to church on, on Easter. And we're doing everything we can to promote 
um, Easter with our yard signs and social media. And let me just say, if you're on social media and you're active at all, if you would grab our posts, our church posts, and share them, um, the more you share them, the more people pay attention to them, and the more they actually get boosted. It's a crazy thing how it all works. Um, uh, and we're encouraging you guys to a personal invite and to pray and to reach. But let me just, let me just point us again to how important Easter is. Um, there's, there's one, to, to personally own Easter. In other words, I think just to go, you know, our church is doing Easter, yay. Yeah, that's a good thing, right? But I think for you to personally own it, and, and for me to personally own it, in other words, I'm not just, I'm not just relying on a yard sign to invite somebody to church, that I'm personally reaching out and, and just inviting somebody. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a low-key thing. It's an easy thing, really, here. But I also want to take the other, to go to the other aspect of this is that the opportunity for us to serve is supreme, uh, Easter. And I, wanna, I just want to say we need all hands on deck Easter Sunday, Right, I mean, we, we we shift our times to we have one hour services and we we have an eight thirty service and then a ten, no yeah is that right eight thirty yeah I don't even remember um, <laughs> and we have three services <laughs> let's put it that way uh, and uh, yeah is it up here eight thirty ten o'clock eleven thirty they're one hour services and um, I just want to encourage you to, to to serve. And maybe come to one and serve in another or even serve in two others. It, it's, it's just one Sunday for you. But the difference could be eternity for someone. And... I mean, I, and I don't, I don't, I mean, I know people are like, well, you know, I want to do Easter stuff. I want to do Easter basket. I want to do, and nobody loves all that kind of stuff more than my wife does. But I promise you, we just, we just figured out how to do all that. And, um, you know, we're going to do it tomorrow. So, uh, but we figured out how to do all that so that we could be serving uh, full force on Easter Sunday. And, and I, I just, I know you, some of you will even go, well, my kids, hey, model for your kids what serving Jesus looks like. That's not a bad thing. And then let me just talk to, to you about this, the, our Endeavor Spring Offering. So, uh, I mean, along the lines of pushing refresh, um, uh, in, endeavor partners, endeavor giving, whatever that has been called through the years, uh, has helped us push refresh for 30 years. And, and literally, I mean literally, without endeavor generosity, we would be absolutely stuck in maintenance mode. We would. We would, we would be... Sears at the Asheville Mall. I mean, we would be stuck in maintenance mode. So, um, you know, I always like to walk us through and help us remember 
where things have come from and what Endeavor has helped us to do. So we started out in the Days Inn, you know, in, in, the, in the conference room uh, at the Days Inn. And there's Suzette and I with both hair way too big, both of us. Um, and, uh, you know, we, to move on from there, it, it took somebody to believe and give and help us move to a bigger space. And we went to the Tunnel Road Office Park and um, just had a, a little growth spurt there. And uh, we outgrew that thing pretty darn fast. And uh, then we went to Turtle Creek Shopping Center, expanded six different times there. Every time we expanded, we had to go, hey, guys, we need to do this. It's going to cost money, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's to do this and to move forward. And Endeavor Partners, Kingdom Builders, uh, Seize the Future, whatever we called it in the day, uh, they just helped us make it happen. And then we, six years in as a church, we bought this 12 acres that our church is on today. Uh, and then we built this first building. Um, Endeavor Partners helped us to um, build this building. And then we outgrew this building and had to build the annex and uh, behind us so we could house our kids' ministries and uh, student ministries and all the things that would happen there. We built Adventure Rock. Uh, we did Rock TV. We did, when everything wore out from Rock TV, we, we did some upgrades on audio, video. Uh, we expanded our lobby space. And so I, I just want to keep reminding us that we could still just be meeting uh, in, a, in a little spot in a shopping center. You know, we could just still be meeting. I, I, don't, I, think, I don't think we'd still be in the hotel, but I just, it, it's, it's Endeavor Partners that have, have realized we just, we need to, we've got to keep pushing refresh. We just have to do it, right? So, and, uh, and just to remind you again, uh, you know, Endeavor Giving, because the truth, so, you know, I say this, and I, I don't, I'm just saying it because it's fact, and I'm not, again, I don't, I don't ever want to be heavy-handed about any of this, but, you know, our church, maybe 12% of our church that actually even gives pay, is tithing, and so if, if the, the reality is we would, we, we, we just maintain through that uh, kind of thing. So, so Endeavor Giving helps us to do so many things that are so much bigger uh, than just maintaining. And I don't think that's what we're supposed to be here for, right? Right, just to maintain. So we have global partnerships. Uh, you know, we're digging water wells every year uh, with different partners, Global Advance, uh, that does training for leaders, Next Level International, Missions.me. I'm excited about our new partnership with them. Uh, Nicaragua, we have two different locations that um, we're involved in, Romania, uh, and then local partnerships, ABCCM, Believe Child Advocacy, Black Mountain Home for Children, Elida Home, uh, Foster Care Programs. I think there's, is there one going on right now? Yeah, Mountain Area Pregnancy Support Services, uh, Western North Carolina Rescue Mission, Trinity Place. In other words, I'm just saying the list is long of what Endeavor helps us do. And when, you know, I know, I don't know if anybody ever goes, and you probably do, um, and so I'm just trying to help us. Um, I know sometimes we could go, PK, could you just give it a rest? 
Uh, and the answer to that is no. Um, no. No. <laughs> I won't and we can't. Um, and uh, and we're going to keep partnering with all these people. And we're going we're gonna to keep looking for new partnerships. And we're going to keep trying to expand and grow. We're always going to be looking for that. Um, every week our facilities are they're used constantly. I mean, every Sunday, obviously. You know, Monday night, celebrate recovery. Uh, Tuesday night, worship team practice. And then there's rock groups that are meeting all the time, all these different rooms. Our nation services are happening. Alpha's happening. Uh, rock groups are happening. Mega worship nights are happening. Hard for the house is happening. I mean, this place gets used a lot. And uh, so it's, um, it's Endeavor Giving that's made all that happen. Um, so here's, let me, let me just tell you, here's the refresh that we're kind of thinking of in terms of just like building and maybe a bit more. Uh, the refresh in front of us is one, so we, when we redid the lobby, we repainted the front of the church, but I know you probably had this experience in your house, but when you paint one wall, it makes all the other walls look terrible, right? So the truth is, we really need to repaint the exterior of all the buildings in our church, and it's just tired and time to push refresh. Everybody say refresh. We need to replace some outdated equipment. Stuff's always getting old, you know, computers or uh, projectors or microphones or cameras or, you know, it's all the stuff that it takes. Um, we need to refinish our parking lot, which is uh, actually a pretty extensive kind of thing. Uh, we had a guy out to look at the parking lot the other day uh, to kind of give us a quote. And uh, he, he was astonished that our parking lot was in, in good a shape as it's in at 22 years old. But 20 years is about the lifespan of a parking lot. And I don't know if you pay attention to it, but I do. But there's a lot of cracks and broken spaces and holes. And it just it, it needs some serious work. Um, pushing refresh on our church look and language. And you're going to see a video in just a minute. Some pastor friends of mine that have made that move. Um, but you had to obviously keep paying the mortgage and we're just going to keep moving into missions and outreach. So all of that together, uh, if, we, if we were able to pull it off all at once, would be about $700,000 uh, to pull that off. So uh, if you have that, uh, feel free. To, uh, but... Obviously, we'll do what we, what we can do and, and what is priority to do uh, on the way in. But uh, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> that number was uh, such a fun number, they didn't even want to put it up. Um, yeah, that's what it would cost us to, to redo that. And, and I, I know we might go, gosh, 700000 why does everything cost so much? That's what I ask. Why does everything cost so much? Why does it cost $1.3 million to do a lobby, gee, my knee, but it does. So, uh, so one of the things that I really want, feel like is important for us to do is to push refresh on the look and the language and the branding, if you will, or the marketing of our church. And every every church, uh, every business has a brand, uh, is marketing. Some of them are doing it on purpose. Some of them are, are not doing it on purpose, but they're all doing it one way or another. And 
so um, the, the guy who, who helped us put together this, the look and feel for Endeavor, which by the way, this is in front of you, if you uh, it's fresh for this year, um, if you wanted to take a look at it, but um, he's, Justin Keller is his name, and he worked with several of my friends that are pastors, and I asked some of them to give me a uh, kind of a, a synopsis of what their experience has been, and it's, there's three different guys in three different sets of circumstances, but they all pushed refresh on their branding, on their look, on their language, on their, their marketing. And so uh, we're going to watch this video for just a few minutes, if you will, please. Hello, everyone. I'm Danny Green. And I'm Nathan Green. We are with Skybreak Church in College Station, Texas. And I want to give a great shout out to our friends, Kirk and Suzette and the Rock Church of Asheville. Happy anniversary, 30 years. We're 32 years old. Hey guys, uh, it's Micah Pelkey here, the pastor of Storyside Church, and we love the Bowmans and love what's happening at the Rock Church. Just wanted to give a shout out. I talked with Pastor Kirk a little bit about our journey, not only in building a new building here in the last couple of years, but changing our name and specifically our branding, our marketing. And as we talked on the phone, Pastor Kirk had just shared, he said, I would love for you to share a little bit of your story with our church and our leaders. So thank you for being here tonight. It takes people like yourselves uh, to be with a pastor, with leadership, and take this to a new and, and a next level. And so thank you for being here tonight. Our journey is that we had a church for about 14 years. And although we moved four times, it just sort of stuck. Our name was City Church. And so when we started to dialogue about potentially changing our name, but really when it came to our vision and our mission, uh, what, what does our church say? What does our community say? What do people say about us? What is our purpose? And the questions of, if we weren't here, would we be missed? What do we add to the community? What value do we bring? Once we started asking people, some of which was my own kids, I have four kids, and when I would ask my older daughters, some of our interns, our leaders, even our business guys, uh, what is our church? What's our vision? What's our mission? How, how would you share our purpose and what we do? Some of the answers we were getting, it was all over the board. Pe people, they knew we loved Jesus, uh, but they really weren't sure what to say. And so when we started exploring and analyzing uh, thousands of dollars and marketing and branding and having someone come in and do assessments and, and finding out what's, what's the true identity of your church. Uh, at first, honestly, I wasn't sure I wanted to spend that kind of money. Looking back now, it was worth every penny. Not only did we, we switch our name, we went from City Church uh, to Storyside Church, and we honed in on uh, that God writes good stories that there's two sides to every story. There's your, your side or your life before Christ and your life after Christ. And then the third part of our name is that there's a lot of people out there that wouldn't believe a sermon. They would, they would believe your story. You really should tell your story. So the beginning of our church branding years ago started with a phrase, success begins on Sunday. Uh, that was something that my wife and I came up with when we were um, just starting out, you know, here in the Northwest. And so it went on billboards and it went all over the place. That phrase, success begins on Sunday. And for us, what it meant 
was seek first the kingdom of God and then all of the other things are going to be added into your life and yet it also in that era of time it also uh, let people know that we really believed that if you would put God first and if you would make God's house first uh, that your life could and would experience success we went on and talked about equipping people to live successful Christian life as, as our mission statement here at uh, Champion Center. We want to talk a little bit about branding and, and some of the journey we have went through. Um, John 10, 10 is a very popular scripture. God gave it to me when I was 15 that God wanted me, my message was to teach people how to live an overcoming life and to live the life that God had for them fully on this planet. Jesus came to give you life to the full. And so we lived by that for many years at our church. But in the course of 32 years, we've actually changed our name twice. Twice, yeah. We had a name for the first eight years. We were here, when we started, we were in a denomination. We chose to step out of that denomination. We changed the name. This would have been 20 plus years ago. And that name was Covenant Family Church. And we kept that name for 20, more than 20 years. We went into a rebrand when we were about to move into our new building. So I knew we were moving into a new arena. This was four years ago. We're sitting in it today, and I'm like, this is the time. We need to refresh everything. Yeah. And we didn't think we were going to change the name because we had so much equity in that. But you had felt, too, that we weren't communicating who we truly were. And so that was really the kind of catalyst for you to totally. say, we, we got to do better about telling our community and our church to understand who we are as a church, what our vision, what our mission is. So that kind of began that journey. Absolutely. More so at that all that same couldn't said it better we just how can we say this better and i wrestled with that for five years long time and so we realized that uh, we could do that so that's when we begin to hire people in like you guys have done get some help professionally the reason that we felt like we needed to make a change was that we felt like our mission was the same but we needed a new fresh way to actually say what we were saying and we felt like that there were some preconceived ideas uh with the word success and that we were just a success-oriented kind of church that uh, didn't, you know, didn't really have the God-first kind of mindset or attitude, um, you know. So, so we ended up feeling like what we really wanted to say would be better said uh, if we were to say, move life forward. So uh, that, that came out of uh, a group of younger and uh, staff members who had thought about, you know, what can we do to freshen up, but not lose the message. And so Success Begins on Sunday uh, shifted over into Move Life Forward. And now we talk about moving your life forward in various ways. We decided to refresh our brand uh, whenever we were going into our 30th year anniversary. Um, the old had, you know, the old look had got us to where we were, but we needed something new and that was going to take us where we needed to go, where we believed that God wanted us to go. So it was actually the 30-year mark when we made the decision that we wanted our brand to be refreshed and updated, uh, sending us into the future with a, a new feel and a new look. Once we started really focusing on our name, our brand, uh, how we say things. We first started with, I think it was somewhere around $20,000 of merchandise that first weekend. And so we had coffee mugs and water bottles and t-shirts and hoodies and hats and 
We had so many different things that we offered to people. Little did I realize that we would sell out of that in a week. And then the second order and the third order and the fourth order and the fifth order. Now it's everywhere. I go to the gym and I see it. I see it at the grocery store. Pretty much anywhere that I would go, I'm gonna see a decal, a hoodie, a hat. Someone is uh, wearing, promoting, proud, ultimately, that they're a part of StorySide. We went through a complete rebrand four years ago and it was a major transition. As I told you, we were moving into our new arena. We had we brought people on board along the journey. Yeah. Like within weeks and months before we actually unveiled the new name, we began to roll that out to special you know, people like your Endeavor Group and others to get them on board so that on that one Sunday when we all moved into the arena, we did one big service, packed this place out, and that day I unveiled a new name. Went in as Covenant family, came out of Skyrim. Came out of Skyrim. New colors, new language, and it's been the best thing we've ever done. It's given people something to, to march around, to rally around. Uh, capture extraordinary. That's uh, our brand slogan. Yeah. The life God has for you is anything but ordinary. So live fully and capture the extraordinary life God has for you, which is a newer way of saying John 10:10, 10, 10, right? And so uh, apparel is great because people can go out in the community yeah. and uh, we, we keep up. In fact, we're going through a refresh right now yeah. from four years ago, just yeah. updating some colors and polishing a few things. Yeah. I, I think what, what really was a, a motivator for this is when you understand who you are, you can do what you fulfill what God's called you to do. And I think that's what we were trying to help us do was understand truly who we, we knew who we were, but how could we do this better? And so that's why the website was so important. People, they're going to look at your website before they come in. And if your website looks different than your building, when you walk in, it, it kind of creates a, a, a weird feeling to people. Yeah, and so the visual aid of things, looking aesthetically good in the world we live in, we, you've got to have that edge. Otherwise you're not going to reach the people that you're really trying to reach that are already in the world. Um, you got to meet them where they are to bring them into the house. I would say absolutely worth it. We couldn't do it all overnight, so we took about a year to actually change everything over in phases, but totally worth it. Uh, we, we love that our, our apparel, uh, when we wear it, it sparks conversations uh, and people ask questions. Um, what is Move Life Forward? stand for like what what do you mean by that uh and what what is that is that a group or and then we also have that progress icon that is the same way so it stirs up curiosity and just for us we we usually don't have on most of our apparel we don't have the church name and so forth and we do that intentionally because we want it to be a conversation starter and if we put it all up there for them to see a lot of times they won't even say anything so that's our philosophy internally with the progress icon and uh, move life forward phraseology but totally totally worth it it was first of all internally it felt like it gave a some new ownership to the people that were in our church and this generation and people that are a part of our church it was like uh you know by by coming into something fresh like that it was great to see people identify with it and own it and say you know yes this is this is ours and it also it, it gave clarity around why we're here and we're here to move life forward that's what our church is really all about one guy even got our progress icon tattooed on his arm 
because he was so inspired by it. And so a young guy in our church, so tattoos and, and uh, sweatshirts and hats and then the everyday conversation with friends and family. It gave handles for people to be able to communicate uh, who we are and what we're doing and it gave new life to our church. When I look back, uh, I don't think that I really gave our church the best tools as far as saying I am part of fill in the blank, the Rock Church or any other church. This is my church and this is our mission and this is why we do what we do and this is why I love being a part of it. I don't think I really gave City Church the best opportunity uh, and explanations to do that. And so for us, when we hired a marketing company, uh, we explored several, but when we hired a marketing company and utilized them, they helped us to take our heart and what we felt called to do and to put it on paper and to, to offer what, what they called brand promises and to ultimately have our staff, our team leads, but all the way right down, like I said, to our kids that are able to explain about our church. And so maybe you're sitting here thinking like, is it really worth it? Uh, on my end, I don't have all of the answers, but we revisited our website, we revisited our church app, uh, we revisited what we would say in our grow classes and cleaning it up and providing clarity and, and communicating to our church, this is why we do what we do. It's been a game changer. And so it's not just a hoodie and a hat, it really is the heart of the matter. And these people now knowing the heart of StorySide, and it's just changed so much. And so hopefully in, in just sharing a little bit of our journey and our story, maybe it has sparked something inside of you guys tonight that you're already thinking, uh, what if we clarified this? What if we communicated this? What if we cleaned or cleared this up? Hopefully uh, our story would help you guys as God continues to write your story. So to the Bowmans, uh, the leadership team there tonight, those, those that are part of the provision, you don't have vision without provision. Uh, thank you for being here tonight. Thank you for listening to a little snippet of our story and blessings to you all. I just admonish you, get behind your pastors, the vision that they have. Uh, I know God has led you 30 years, and he's going to lead you into the future. The past has been great, but the future even looks better. And so Nate and I just wish all of you Absolutely. happy anniversary, and I hope you go for it. I'm excited for you, and look forward to hearing good stories and good reports on the other side of all of this. Absolutely. God bless you all. All right, take care. Bye. Amen. song and then we're going to eat a lemon square um you know uh i think one of the dangers for our church um at 30 years old is uh, we could get old uh we could get fat and lethargic um you know settled we could get lazy about this thing. Um, you know, I think we show up and the buildings are great and there's 1,200 plus people that are part of our church and I think it, it, it would be, it's easy to, to just forget uh, that there's, there are individual people whose eternity literally hangs in the balance. Uh, whether we would just settle in or 
keep pushing refresh. You know, uh, I think I think all of us are certainly aware that darkness is crowding in <laughs> in the world, and uh, you know, it, and if we just kind of settle in on this thing, uh, it's it's not going to be good. I do. I do believe that the glory of God is at stake, and I realize God doesn't need us to defend him, but I don't think God is glorified by old, stale, lazy, lethargic churches or Christians, uh, right? Um, and, I, and I think churches literally are just declining all around us. Uh, and there's no guarantee just because you've had something in the past that you'll have it in the future. So when I'm asking you to join uh, Suzette and I and our leadership team in pushing refresh, uh, yeah, we got to keep pushing refresh on the buildings and the parking lot and the branding and the look and the language and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I'm going to ask you to... to Let's, I don't want to just have a new paint job. Right? I mean, that's, that's, not, the, that's not at all what the point is. And, uh, you know, like, I don't want us to, I don't, I don't want us to be uh, a safe. <laughs> I know that sounds terrible, but I, I want us to be radical, in love with Jesus, loud, worshiping committed <laughs> um, you know I don't I don't want our worship to get tame I want our worship to be just full-on enthusiastic um, I'll tell you um, it, my heart is burdened concerned uh, you know for our church I stood up a couple of weekends and just invited and appealed to our church to pray. Uh, and I think that's what Christians do. And it, it just didn't seem to, it didn't seem to budge an inch. Uh, that is not the kind of church I don't want to lead. And so I am going to keep asking us to pray and uh and if i have to press in a little bit and makes it makes somebody feel uncomfortable i just i refuse to be a prayerless church uh i just want you know uh you know when i ask us to pay tithe i just i'm i'm more committed to god's way than people's approval on me standing up in that moment and um, I'm, we're going to keep at, and then when I'm asking people to give endeavor offerings, and I know, I mean, I know it has to be somebody standing ready going, yeah, please, could you give it a break? And I just think, no, we can't, you know? So, I mean, when I think about the idea, like push refresh, like, do you show up in time to worship God? Or is it just sort of a saunter in kind of thing, Right? Uh, if is just the call to prayer not touch your soul? Uh, does the call to give aggravate you? I think that's those are the moments we got to go. Wait a minute, this is what Christians do. 
This is just what Christians are about. When you get asked to serve and be around for three services on Easter, is it like, can't be bothered with that. So you understand I'm doing my best to, and, and it's in my soul, it's in my heart. I'm not trying to be heavy handed. I'm just saying, sometimes when you push refresh, uh, it means change. So I want us to stand together and I want to, uh, do we have a song, I guess? Do we? Is that which right or not? Do we have one? You guys just playing. Somebody talk to me. Do y'all have a song? No. Oh, they're just playing. No song. Cool. All right, I'm going to sing y'all a song. Just, yeah. Don't... <laughs> yeah. Lord, we come before you tonight, and uh, we ask you to push refresh on our soul, uh, on our passion, on our walk, on our love for you. We ask you to push refresh uh, on our church. God, as we are so, so, so grateful for the last 30 years and all you've done, uh, the last thing that we would ever want to do is settle into something that does not give glory to your name. So, Father, we come before you with our hearts open and uh, just stuff happens, life happens, things happen. Uh, but here we are today saying we're pushing refresh. Our, our commitment to you, our love for you, our passion to win the lost, our desire to see you glorified, the worship atmosphere of our church, the prayer life of our church. We just say yes to you. And Father, we thank you for it. So we're looking ahead. We look at Easter and we say, God, bless it, touch it, anoint it, use it in every way possible. I'm praying over our Endeavor offering. That'll be our greatest offering ever. That helps us move forward in the greatest way we ever have before. And Father, I want to thank you for every person that's in this room. Uh, the fact that they are here speaks so highly of their life, their heart, their desire, Lord, to please you. So I'm asking for your blessing on them. And we thank you for this time together. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. All right. I love you guys. Thank you. God bless you. We got a little bit of dessert. We can hang for a few minutes, and you don't have to leave in a hurry. Thanks for coming.